Hello there, welcome along to episode 65 of the Empire Strikes Back, a UK-based New York Yankees podcast. I'm your host Kev, and I'm happy to say I'm joined tonight by Mark. You there, Mark? I am. How are you doing, Kev? I'm great, thanks. Good to be back. Sorry I missed last week. Uh, Jack, you there? I am, mate. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm still not quite sure about the Yankees scene, but we'll, we'll get into that yeah, in a bit. I think, I think we'll get into that. And Chris, with a very massive pint of beer, how are you doing, mate? Uh, mate, you've just answered your own question, I think. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's good to be back, guys. Good to have everyone in the room. And it's good. I'm happy to be on one that we've got a bit of positivity to talk about. Um, you know, the last few ones I've done, I've been after pretty pretty dismal um, run the results and things have went a bit better. Um, there's one thing I wanted to pick up on. Mark, the Oracle Blakemore, uh, made a big point about how how rare a triple play was. You know, he said it was one of the rarest feats and probably more rare than the no-hitter. Quite routine now, Mark, is it not? Well, they are. Yeah, I mean, again, I, I, put, I, put, I put a tweet out saying, well, this is going to be a bit passe now, a bit, a bit blasé about, it. oh, look, it's another triple play. Well, go figure. So, yeah, two in a week. That's fantastic. It's unbelievable. Yeah, we, it? we just do it every four days. It's gravy. Did you guys see the stat about um, <clears throat> since... The, the, the span it took the Yankees to turn those three triple plays, the D-backs only won two games. Jeez so from, from the time they've done their first their first triple play to the third in that space of time, which was what? I think it was like May May to whenever it was. So it was a good sort of three weeks, wasn't it? Yeah, probably. The D-backs, yeah. the D-backs won two games. The D-backs so the Yankees been... turned more triple plays and the D-backs got wins. The D-backs have been Awful recent. They've run a record role recently of five and thirty-seven or something oh, like that. Haven't they lost historically like bad? 24, 25 straight away games, isn't it? Road it's games. Twenty-three, but 23. um then they 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 did lose seventeen on the bounce all in all games, but they just beat the Brewers the other night, albeit they're on now another losing streak of one again. So yeah, they're they're not good. <laughs> yeah, twenty-one and fifty-four. Yeah, we, we've been complaining about how bad eighty-one percentage. <laughs> My God, we've been complaining about how bad the Yankees have been. At least we ain't doing a podcast about them, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It can't be, it can't be much fun being in the desert, desert in this heat, supporting that team. That's for sure. Um, so before we go on to talking about um, the Yankees and and the games that that have just been passed and stuff like that. I know you guys were having a little bit of a chat before we came on the air, seeing the Girardi Scherzer incident last night. For me, I just think it's a very... We're going into dodgy ground now. Because to do that in the middle of an inning, to call him out and get the, the umpire to go and check for substances. If anyone didn't see it, basically, Girardi intimated to the... Um, I don't know who it was, one of the one of the umps anyway, to say that he thought he had substances and they had to go out and check him mid-game. Shares her through his hat on the floor, um, which apparently the umps took a bit of... Um, they weren't happy about. He then looked like he was going to drop his trousers at one point. I don't know if he actually... I don't know if he actually did drop his trousers, but it looked like he was going to. And uh, it just became a bit of a comedy. And then it finished up with Joe Girardi offering a fight to someone. I believe it was Kevin Long, um, but yeah, what do you make? What do you guys make of it? I it's just it's getting a bit of it's getting a bit of a joke, isn't it? Really, let's, let's be honest. Yeah. It's not not a good look for baseball. It's not a good look for sort of the the sport as a whole. 
it's just it's I, I tweet about it. Like, what what are we doing? What what are we doing here, guys? You can just yeah. all of a sudden in the middle of a day, like, oh um yeah, just just searching, guys. It just doesn't it just doesn't make sense. There's no like it should be an umpire's call. It shouldn't be able to come from the dugouts. And well, what's it do for pace of play? I mean, yeah. all this pace of play, they're moaning about the pace of play, moaning about the pace of play. But yeah, but in the middle of every inning, we can check pictures for foreign substances and this and the other and get umpires rubbing pictures' heads to check their hair hasn't got it in them. I mean, it's just like, ah, oh, it's just it's just ridiculous from my, from my point of view anyway. Yeah, I think, I think MLB have made a bit of a rub for their own back with this, haven't they? So that they've come in and said, hey, we're going to make some changes to a rule that's already been there. I'm interested in um, why the players' union didn't do something about it. And I know people say, oh, it's in the rule book, it's in the rule book. Well, actually, if you're anything to do with a legal uh, mind, you'll know that if you don't apply a rule or don't apply a clause within a contract over a certain length of time, then it becomes defaultly wrong and you can't use it. You can't rely on it. So actually, there is definitely an argument to be had as to why they can't or shouldn't be able to rely on it and implement the rule randomly in the middle of the season. But because they've made that rod for their own back, um, they are now going to get um, a, a number of issues. And the, and the big issue that Girardi had with Scherzer was, I've seen Scherzer an awful lot, and he's never done the things that he's doing now. So, I mean, wh- why wouldn't I accuse him of of using substances? It looked like he is. It looks like he's scratching to get substances off his head. That's That looks like what he's done. I, I mean, it's they've made they've made this situation they've created it and <laughs> players are going to do things differently and managers are going to pick it up and they sh- you know i don't think they should be able to challenge it but equally i mean if you don't put rules around what you're going to how you're going to implement this how you're going to police it and they haven't then this kind of stuff's going to happen i personally have a problem with the manager challenging it at least one. Going back to the Pineda incident, the umpires only intervened because John Fowler said, well, take a look, because that's just taking the mickey a little bit. So and that was because Fowler challenged. Fowler had to do that. It wasn't the umpires doing it. Fowler did it. What I think probably is wrong is Girardi maybe inspected the umpires two or three times, which in the end was purely with the intention of getting inside Scherzer's head, and it worked. Now, Albeit a fairly angry Max Scherzer tends to pitch a bit better than he does when he's yeah. when he when he when he's not angry, so it may be about fired. But he did get inside Scherzer's head. Um but three times challenging it, I think that that's not right. Once, maybe twice at most. After that, I don't know. I, I don't I don't see I don't see you should be able to go back to the well every inning or so. And no, you shouldn't, but again, that, but that's that's MLB not putting the rules in place. They've said we'll check. But they haven't said anything about managers challenging it. Like, if you're going to do the checks, why are managers challenging it? And the reality of the situation is that what Max Scherzer was probably doing was desperately scraping to find some sweat somewhere to activate the rosin that it works with on the ball to make it that little bit stickier so he could get, could get a proper grip. So, yeah, he's going to be doing stuff differently because... That's just the way that the, the nature of the game now. He, he might have, yeah, he might be one of these guys who was using sunscreen before. Like now, he's got to find find some sweat on a cold night. It's not going to work. Yeah, it's 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 a very odd situation. I think 
It's been very badly handled by MLB. Although I did quite like Carlos Rodon's comments. He said, what, they're going something along the lines of MLB are going to ban us when they didn't ban the Astros when they knew they cheated. He said something like, I don't know how Rob Manfred can look at himself in the mirror. Fair, fair comment, mate. I can't argue with that at all. It is, but I think I told you guys in, in, the, in our group chat, I've sort of come around to a different view of this now. Um, and the view is inspired by Formula One, believe it or not. Oh dear. Yeah, exactly. It's a bad, that's a bad thing. Formula One, the t- the teams in Formula One stretch the rules so so badly that during the season they quite regularly have to tighten the rules up to to make changes to make sure that pe- people are clear. That's exactly what's going on here. There is a set of rules, and pitchers have been making sure that they stretch the rules as far as they can. I hate to say it, but the Astros did the same. And if you look into the history of that, there's a worrying thing that implicates the Royals in 2015. And I don't really want to look into that any further. But the fact is that that's what happens. Teams in Formula One cheat. Players in football Cheat. They have they have to dive in football at the moment to get a penalty decision in some cases. This is what happens in the world of sport. There's Teams, no yeah. players cheat. And they what? try what they don't cheat. They try and stretch the rules as far as they have to because that's what happens. That's just the the reality of sports. Yeah, I mean, and people in sports are going to bend the rules as much as they can. I think in Formula One, they'll try and interpret the rules in any way they can and see if they can get away with it. Um, I think certainly with pitchers, if they are using a bit of substance, why not just let them all use it and then it's equal level playing field? Does that solve the problem? Yeah, it does. But again, they have to they have to monitor it, manage it. You know, if you look at, um, you know, look at the um, the Brady Patriots situation with the deflated balls. Yeah, the big cheating bastard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's just another scenario where people are trying to gain a competitive advantage by stretching the rules a bit. I mean, and yeah, they, yeah. They, they are cheating. But the reality is the rules allow them to cheat because the Astros, you know, there's no rule in the rule book that says you can't have a, a screen relaying signs in your dugout. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's ethically wrong, it's completely stupid, and they still deserve to be stripped of their title because of it. But it's made me look at it a little bit differently because this happens everywhere. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt in all kind of sports, there's a very fine line between supplements and performance-enhancing drugs. You know, everyone's looking to get an edge wherever they can and they'll do different things. I would say in this case of pitchers using something to get a better grip on the ball is less serious than probably what the, the Astros were doing just because a lot of a lot of pitchers were doing it. In my mind, I think they should have something that legally they're allowed to use and let them use it if they need it to get a better grip on the ball. Um, I think it's worse. I think it's why? worse, Kev. I, because there's a, there is a rule. <laughs> there is a rule that says you shouldn't be using foreign substances. There isn't a rule that says you can't steal signs. 
Well, there is a rule that says that you can't relay signs back to the dugout. Okay. There is a yeah. rule that exists that they can't they can't relay signs back to it. So I think okay. that that's that definitely what was broken there. But I mean, overall, you look at the ethics of it, I think, I think the way it's been handled is horrible. I think it looks terrible for MLB. I think seeing what went on last night and, and giving the manager that way to try and get into a pitcher's head and break their momentum, I think, for me, just seems wrong. Yeah, could you imagine that happening at, in the bottom of the ninth? Yeah. Game? Like, yeah, I mean, like, Chappie's got the last out or something like that to get you at the World Series, and, you know, the manager comes out and says he's got some sticky substances that breaks his concentration. Yeah, I know. It, it could yeah. happen. Oh, it could. It needs to stop it. They need to stop it real they need, quick. They need to get a hold of it. And I don't... De- so, what do you think? Joe Girardi is not... Uh, uh, you know, he's a shrewd character. If I were him, I've now done this once, I might do it a couple more times. And the reason I might do it a couple more times is to make Major League Baseball do something about it. What What do you think the odds of Davey Martinez doing the same tonight? (laughs) It's one of the Phillies pitches. That's Uh, right uh, now, is it? They're playing right now, so it'd be interesting to see if it has been. Ah, I know, I know I saw a brief video on, it was just a joke though, that Scherzer, because um, Bryson must have made it to third base or somehow, and they were shouting from the dugout, check Bryce's hair, because obviously he has all the product in it and this and the other, and, <laughs> Brilliant. and this <laughs> and the other. So they're making a joke out of it. But I think the one thing I, so it is what it is. The rule is what it is. People like, they're going to check them, what have you, but it's the managers initiating these checks. Yeah, where it doesn't sit right with me because you could use it tactically, you could use it to throw a picture off, you could Spot once, on. as Mark said, once okay, you feel that's the way, like the Pineda situation. But if it comes to three or four times the end of every inning, then it's just getting ridiculous. Isn't it? Well, what, what yeah. are we doing here? Do you know what I mean? And yeah, I, they need to they need to address it, which is why I think more managers should do it. I don't see it happening tonight, to be honest. I don't think he's got the cojones to do it, but. I think someone like Girardi will do it again uh, within a week and hopefully it will be a few more people who do it so that MLB stamp down on that as well because that, that, yeah. that can't be happening, especially nah, as Jack it's... said, you know, pace of play. It's going to kill pace of play. Yeah, which is something they're trying to work on at the moment. And I'm reliably informed that I have we should all watch the John Boy breakdown of this yeah um, he does he does, a, he, he does an excellent job on them anyway but um yeah they're all this good is a, this is a really this is a really good one he doesn't even go into in depth and this and he makes a laugh and a joke out of it but it is he explains the um karate getting tossed apart it really well explains how he's aiming it at kevin long not Scherzer, which a lot of people thought yeah because he was saying do you want to go basically yeah. you want, you want to fit. that'd be a good fight i would i would pay money to watch that get that on pay-per-view Gerard, Gerardi certainly is no shrinking violet, as we've seen back in the big fight with the Tigers back in the day. He was right in the middle of it. Anyway, so moving along, if we go to last week's pod, I just happened to write down your predictions while I was listening to it for tonight. So Jack, four and two. Chris, two and four. Mr. Negative, take up my mantle. Rob, three and three, and Mark, you went with Jack on four and two. 
I, I take it away. It was after it was after the Tuesday night game, wasn't it? So there was. He's got a pop filter in front of his micro, but you can still see the smugness coming <laughs> through. It's like it's like it's like his face is broken out into the sun, and the smugness is radiating from behind I, it. I wish I was a betting man. I tell you, I don't put any bets on. I yeah. should do. I'd break a fortune this season. So that'll be two two winners and one in the group. Then one loser. But it's 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 weird though. We went four and two, but I don't I don't feel that this is what I meant by the end. I don't know how to feel about this thing. We went four and two in the space of a week, and I didn't I don't feel excited about it. I don't feel like we're moving in the right direction. I think we just I just feel like we're in the same position as we were last week. That's me, but what are you talking about? Yeah, I disagree with that as well. Do you think we've turned a corner? Do you think we're now suddenly a really good team? On team as a whole, I don't think we've... I don't think we're... I think we're very much one step forward, two steps back, but... What steps back have we taken? I'll tell you, I I, I, kind of get where Jack's coming from here because I don't think this team's turned a corner. I think the team's just streaky. And I think as quickly as we go into a bad streak, we come out of it and go on a bit of a winning streak. But... There is definite concerns. I mean, three or four weeks ago, you were looking at Chappie saying he's in the form of his life. Now, he's getting, he's pulling Houdini acts here and there, but he's giving up runs now, which is a slight concern. Um, Zach Britton's came back, which is obviously a big positive. Sanchez it seems to have turned a corner with his bat, which is brilliant. I think he also caught Cole, which we'll probably get on to talking about. Um, but overall, I just think, you look at the team and you still see a lot of holes and a lot of problems in that team, and I don't see any chat of how they're going to fix it. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But I mean, I, I'm just surprised that Jack, after all the, the, the Gary um, love that he's given over the time yeah. and the fact that he, he really has, he has turned a corner. Um, I His swing looks so much better that the barrel of the flying through the zone stupidly quickly. Um, he, he looks really, really stable. Um, when he when he came off the bench in that in the most you know the um, that that game with you, you're talking about where we were That's down one back to yeah yeah so we, we were down one and um, one to two uh, to the Blue Jays and I think I'm not sure how Cole would have felt about them taking Higashioka out because they definitely weren't going to um, replace Cole on the mound but it was absolutely the right thing to do from Boone to bring. Yeah. A hot hitter in um, uh, in Sanchez on in to replace him because he had he didn't look like he had much, and then yeah, uh, he launched us into a three-two lead, which uh, between Cole and Chappie, they protected. Although I think you know Chappie tried his best to blow it. That's, that's, that's the key. That's the one of the key things that I like about is Gary Sanchez hot streak. Not necessarily he's just hitting. We're winning sort of seven nothing, and he hits a solo home run to go eight nothing, and it's but he. I haven't got the stats in front of me. It feels like every one of his Clutch. home runs is a go-ahead home run or yep. gets us back on level. And then was it the Sunday game? Yeah, I think it was a Sunday game against Yates. Those two doubles to right field. They're they're what they're what show, they're like them against the um the against the Astros in 2017 where he hit that double that double against whoever it was, but he drove in Didi to take the lead. That's the kind of swing you like to see we know he's got the long ball with this any other but he is one of the hottest hitters in the get in, in in baseball at the moment and 
that's why I was a little bit sort of miffed as to why they couldn't get him into the lineup yesterday. Maybe not as accessible as Carl has got his preference by the looks of it there, but yeah. to not give him the DH spot when he's this hot. But they're not going to give him the DH me. slot. They're not going to give him the DH slot when you've got Stanton and Judge oh, yeah. queuing you up to be the DH. Yeah, so but is, is Stanton, is Stanton as hot as Gary Sanchez right now? But the, the other issue with giving Sanchez the DH slot is what you then do is if 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 Higashioka goes down as catcher, then then Gary would have to go back to catcher and you'd lose your DH. There is that, but so his, his it, hot hand, his hot hand moment is could could it be worth that risk? Could could it the way he's hitting the ball and we all know Gary Sanchez is a streaky, streaky player, as well as sort of hot and cold. Do you really want to possibly knock him off having given him two days off after after this hot streak? It's just a it was I, I, I would have I would have had him catch him. Yeah. No, I agree with he caught him he caught Cole at the end of that Blue Jays game and seemed yeah. to seem to do an okay job. I, I thought think... if it was gonna be if there was gonna be any game where they gave him the pitching duties for Cole, it would have been that night and they didn't. Yeah. Or last night either. Last night, yeah. So I think it's right. Like if 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 Higgy's going to catch him the majority of the time, it's great to have Gary on the bench to come and pinch hit and and smack a two run homer that takes the lead. I I, I don't see a problem with that at all. I think you're not going to leave twenty nine million bucks worth of Stanton on the bench. Well, out of the team um, to fit Sanchez in a in a DH spot when. Let's be fair. There's much greater history for Sanchez doing the business than, uh, sorry, Stanton doing the business than than Sanchez. Yeah, I mean, despite the games that Stanton's missed this season, his numbers are still pretty good in terms of his power numbers. You know, he's a couple of home runs behind Judge, who's played a lot more games, but they've got the same ribbies. So the. I can see where you're coming from. I do get, I do get, um, get your point, Jack, completely. Because I think when he is so hot, it's got to be under consideration. But I think it it does tell the tale that Cole wants Higgy. Or do you think they even had that conversation? Do you think Ben just made the call for him? I I, I honestly don't know. I, I the same as sort of we paint ourselves in into a corner by by. Saying Gary Sanchez is our catcher when he was back when he was playing bad, felt that they couldn't take him out because they backed him or whatever. You back yourself, you put yourself into a corner. That if if Higashioka is that bad, we've been playing that bad, and Gary Sanchez has been playing that hot, it makes a big deal out of this Gary Sanchez catching Garrett yeah. Cole if it keeps going on and on and on. Let's say Gary Sanchez carries this on for another month. When that moment happens, does that put undue pressure on just the the moment? Time it oh, that, it's, that's there anyway. And and it's I, I, just, I just don't know. You... I think it's there already, Jack. I think it, whatever game he comes in, if he does come in to catch him, there's going to be added pressure now because mm. of. I mean, the situation has been developed. It's we're long enough into the season now that I think that exists. And it was interesting. I don't know if you've seen the situ- the bit where they were in the dugout. Cole and Sanchez were having massive conversations in the dugout. Yeah, was going through. I don't know if he, what he was talking to him about, but they were having a massive conversation about certain things. So clearly, 
Cole was happy to work with him and happy, like, obviously to give him direction. So you wonder. Sorry, Chris, on you go. I, it looked to me that the conversation was about creating. So <clears throat> there was a bit about swinging and missing from Cole, and there was a bit about what he wants him to do. And I'd be interested to see if it really was this, but he was talking about, looked like he was talking about blocking, mm-hmm. which I'm interested because I, I wonder if that's his place to to say that. So, yeah, I, I don't know what was said, but it looked like I, I'm the, the the conversation I looked at looked like these are the pitches I'm going to throw. This is what I want to see from the batter. And this is what I want to see from you. Which is fair enough, I suppose. Yep. In my mind, I think, yeah. But yeah, so we, obviously we'd already beat the Blue Jays. So we went into that game, as we talked about, Cole took it into the, um, to the eighth and then Chapman came into the ninth. And Gary got the pinch hit. So we won that one. And then we went on to... The next game now, kind of, kind of funny. These are technically home games for the Yankees when we play up there, aren't they? Because they're still in New York yeah. State, so we're technically the home team here. Um, but yeah, and actually, if you saw the ends of far more Yankees fans there than Blue Jays. Oh yeah, because they, they have to more. they to come from Canada, they would have to cross the border, which is not allowed them assuming, and that's why yeah. that's why they're playing there. So yeah, it was full of Yankees well, fans. We had a really bad record there last year, didn't we? We didn't play well there at all nah, last year. We didn't. But I think I think it's a different scenario this year. Playing so many games in such a short period of time against the same teams last year was, was very odd. Whereas this time it's more on a normal rotation and you're going up there. But and was it was it that gate the one that Gary Sanchez hit to win that game? Was that the one that landed in the car park? Yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't want to be parking there, that's for sure. That is a tiny ballpark. I quite like the place though. Yeah, so we went on to the next night and it was um King was pitching for us. Um quite a few pitchers come in this game actually. And the return of Zach Britton, which was good to see. Um I didn't actually see this game. Don't know if any of you guys did. This was the first Oakland game, yeah? No, we're still on the Blue Jays, the last game of the Blue Jays series, so the, the night we got the sweep, which was Friday night. Um I'm not gonna lie, after the football it got a bit messy and um I don't even remember going to bed. <laughs> um yeah, so Well this was the one where um Ashella had a night, didn't he? Yeah. He did. Yeah. This for me is where this is where I draw exception to what Jack's saying in terms of going backwards. I don't think we are. Um, we're, we're winning ugly. Um, so we're winning the one or two run games, and this is what we did in this series against the Blue Jays. You know, we didn't we didn't knock them out of the park in any game, but we won all three by that one or two games. What John what John Sterling called a grown up victory. And I think that's what we saw um, against the Blue Jays. We saw it twice against Oakland as well winning some close ones, just gutting it out, falling behind and then gradually getting the runs back and overtaking them. I think that's hopeful. We're oh. not we're not so we're not going to steamroll our teams at the moment. But I wouldn't say I wouldn't say we're better. we're going backwards. And I wouldn't say that oh we're 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 getting worse than what we were last week. Clearly we're not with a four and two record. I just I think it more lends itself to what I said last week how I don't feel excited by this team. We went four and two, and I just don't feel that we 
do you know, it's just, there's nothing exciting. Not for me, it's not an exciting thing to watch, even now. Yeah. Other than Gary Sanchez, for me personally, I still think it's Odor's still horrible to watch. Glaber's getting worse. Um, Tyon is just, he's yeah, we'll get really to him. struggling. Yeah. I, her man is just, yeah, I'd rather watch him trying to watch that guy. Um, I just, I just don't feel excited about this, about this team. It doesn't get me it is quite blind to watch the games. And one of the things I picked up on last week's pod, there was quite a few stats getting thrown about. And uh, something that came up today was the Yankees rank with runners in scoring position. Did you see this? It's pretty, pretty bad. So, batting average, 2-1-2, which is 28th. On-base percentage, 0.316, which is 25th. That's quite good. As we get, you'll find out why. Slugging, 299, which is 30th. Uh, OPS which is 6.15 which is also 30th and weighted runs created plus 74 which is tied for 30th so we don't get that all on our own that gives you an idea of where a lot of our problems lie I think and I think this all comes back to stuff we've talked about before that we don't play small ball we don't try and advance runners we rely too much on the home run, which does still seem to be the problem. And I think I think that kind of shit or bust type approach is the reason why we're so up and down as a team. I think the pitching's pretty decent overall, um, but the offense is just uh, is a serious worry. And as Jack said, you know, you've got Glaber, who seems to look like he's turned a corner and then he, he drops back down again. Um, Sanchez looks like he's got the bit between his teeth, which is great to see. Adore, pretty useless. Lemay, who is a big worry, considering I know you guys covered that at length last week. Guys like Wade and that are getting Gardner are getting too much game time. I, I, I can see where he's coming from. I, I think the team, I, I just don't see this team being exciting or giving me any confidence that we're going to do anything well this year. I think we're, we're going to struggle through to the end of the season. That's how it feels to me. I think we'll end up carrying on being streaky. I agree, but I don't think those. <clears throat> I think the streaks could last longer than we've we've seen. I think if Sanchez and again Sanchez has been on a long drought. If he goes now on a streak as long as his drought, we'll be laughing. Um, Voigt is back, and he is back in a big, big way straight <laughs> yeah. away. Yeah, um, yep. and so for me, that's exciting seeing. Sanchez hopefully turn this corner and having Voigt back um, makes our team that much better. So I, I get what you're saying, but I do have that element of excitement because of Voigt, because of Sanchez making a having a contribution. I think you're always going to get that sort of um, streaky element from Torres. You, you don't know what you're going to get from day to day. And you know, it, it's the same with Stanton. You, he, you can, he can hit a home run or hit two home runs in one game and then not hit any for weeks. So, yeah, when you sit and watch a game and you don't know what you're going to get, it, it's frustrating. But actually, you know, the characters we've got, the the the, the good characters, your Sanchez's, your Voits, um, your Torres's, your Urshela's, um, you, know, you, you can say what you like about Gardner, there's no Yankees fan, not a single one, that doesn't want him to to hit well when he comes up to the plate and you're rooting for him to go. 
you know, I, I know you said Jack in the past. You you struggle to root for some of these guys, and I would agree with you. There are some of them that I do struggle. Odor, I, I struggle to root for the guy, but the majority of that team still, I still want to want to see do well. The outfield for me still still massive worry. I mean, yeah. you got Judge is Judge right fielder lock. Um, Stanton can't play the outfield, so he's not even an outfielder anymore. Um, Gardy. For all he's done for the Yankees, he's still not hitting. And he, the biggest, the biggest issue that flagged up for me for Gardner this week, I think it was in the last game against Oakland, they made a defensive substitution at centre field. Gardner yeah. wasn't playing; they brought in Tyler Wade to play centre field as a defensive. Yeah. If Gardner can't even be our defensive placement for centre field. What what what's he offering to the team? If that's if that's if that's the case, it's that's a little bit worrying. Frazier has regressed. He's not picking up. He's not seemingly turning the corner like we would like him to. Andujar, yes, he's played a good solid left field, but there's always that element of a mistake coming. Um, so it's it's. It's it's just a worry. It really does. It really does worry me. And yeah, I mean, yeah. I I can completely see where you're coming from. I think this situation at centre field is is almost criminal. That you know that we're in this situation. I don't think that they were going to spend any money to fix the needs at centre field. So I think unless it's an door type contract, I can't see how we're going to plug that gap. Unless there's a trade to be made for someone who comes in. At, Sort of zero cost to the team. Well, we mentioned it before. I, I can I can see us going for Kettle Marte yeah. because you know the Diamondbacks Diamondbacks are in free fall, so they've got nothing to play for. So they'll they'll trade they'll trade him oh, yeah, in a yeah. heartbeat. So you know Marte can play second, can play centre field. So you've got you could effectively Jettison Odor at that stage, um, and then just have centre, second base running between Marte and Lemayhew. Um, but maybe his main position will be centre field. Um, Marte maybe offers you a little bit of a different dimension, which I, I do agree with you. We are one dimensional. Um, we don't have a plan B. So I, I could see someone like a, a Marte being a, a real. I, I heard I heard an option. The trade, trade I had an option. I don't know how feasible this is, but Byron Buxton from the Twins. He's had a really good season, except he keeps getting injured. He's injured at the moment. He just broke his wrist. Yeah, but that might be the. You just don't know what. what I don't know what contract he's on. It was just a name floated around. I don't know what kind of contract he's on. Whether he's no. see the thing with Marty is he's not. on six point four million, right? So I just don't know if they've got that kind of money available. Yeah, that's that's what I'll, that's one thing the... I was going to say about when you guys on a podcast a couple of weeks ago and you were talking about Marte quite a bit. I read, I think I read or on Twitter or something that the Yankees would have to move money if they're doing what they what they want to do, which is stay under the two ten. How desperate they are to do it, they'd have to essentially move money to be able to free up enough to 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 fit him in in the wage structure. So yeah, that could thing, be the stumbling block on that. The thing with Marty that appeals is obviously the fact that he's a switch hitter. Um, can play can play a number of positions, so he, he filled quite a few needs. Um, Byron Buxton, five point one five one two five million this year, so there's not a great deal in it. 
Um, if you're going to pick him up again, you're going to have to move money, and I don't know how they do that. Where they where they can move that money from? I, I want to pick you up on something, Jack. Not on purpose, but I, I, I was struggling to understand the change for Gardner for Wade. Mm-hmm. I, I can't. I couldn't remember it. There was a change. I, I don't know what game it was, but there was a change where we brought Wade in for Anduhar. In fact. Um, in the athletics game. And I can understand that change, shuffling the outfield around, putting Wade in centre field. Because we had, at that point, we had Andujar in left, uh, Judge in centre and Fraser in right. Yeah, no, no, it wasn't It wasn't a straight swap. So it wasn't Gardner was in centre field. They brought Wade in and took Gardner out. Gardner wasn't playing. In the, yeah. He wasn't in the starting lineup. Okay, so, so you so were saying, option, why would you not bring option, him in yeah. centre field? Okay. He's an option off the bench. Yeah, they're bringing Gardner to fill that slot of Wade done. They chose Wade, which Gardner's on the bench. That's what his seemingly strongest asset is to the team is his centre field. He always plays centre field and defence, and they chose Wade. And Wade didn't have an they didn't have a plate appearance, so they no. weren't worried about any sort of plate appearance. It was just a no, if if and that's the thing. If I was managing that game, I'd. I'd probably do it very similarly. And the reason for that is you've got judge in center field, which is not his natural position. You want him over at right to, to be comfortable. Um, yes, Gardy can play center, but actually for me, he's a better left fielder than he is a center fielder. And his natural position for me is a left field. So moving Frazier over to the left, which is what they did and bringing Wade into center field to have the wheels. And that's the big thing is, is having, having the speed, speed in centre yeah. field to, to move around. So I, I, I see what you're saying. Um, but has, has there ever been a play, even this season, where we've said Gardner hasn't got their black speed? I, I, I saw one this week where I, I think he could have uh, made more of an effort. Yeah, yeah but, is that, I, is that, but is that more of a, you know, it could be, it's one of those 50-50 ones, or is it a definitive? He is, if he's not, if he's Gardner of five, six years ago, he makes that play. I don't remember a play personally like no. that. No, I no, don't think of anything if, if, no, either. So, so if, they, if, they're, if they're doing that, they're worried about maybe a little bit of pace, then Gardner's essentially not useless, but his his value is going down. His saving metrics, I think he's in the bottom like, 10% of every offensive stat there is in baseball. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So he's, uh, not he's just finished. He's just, he, yeah, he's just a guy at the end of his career who's. Who we all love for what he's given us in the past, but it's it's getting tough to it's watch. One him. contract and too many, and it's a, a bad one situation that we're in now. And we keep harping back to it, but still can't believe that we traded away. Um, talk oh, oh, don't it's just at least was getting worse. He is. He yeah. is. He just getting, he cost us the game in the first game, didn't he? Yeah. He's getting he's getting worse. Getting we we are we are jumping about a bit, aren't we? So yeah, we so, right. <laughs> so let's let's so we swept we swept the Blue Jays. Are we, are we going to avoid the one three six two five six double play uh, triple play here or what? No, I don't think we can avoid it. I mean, I saw this and it for me it was just completely shocking base running by the Blue Jays. It was um, the, the Yankees played it. Yankees played it great, don't get me wrong, they didn't do anything wrong at all. They walked all the right fields at the right time, but the Blue Jays just had a complete brain fade between, between them all. That was, um, that, see, when, don't get me wrong, your, your offence has got a fire. It's got to be on fire. 
to to be exciting. But when when you see a triple play like that, whew, that was I awesome. don't think I've I don't think I've ever seen anything like it in my life. No. Why did cool. why did um who was the guy that went to third? I'm trying to remember. I don't know any of the players, Bichette, but was it Bichette? Bichette, it was Bichette. Bichette so Bichette, yeah. why did he not go back to second at that point? He had a chance when when they were on the run down with the guy between home and third. He could have made it safely back to second, and he hung about and tried to be clever as they were tagging out. Um, whoever it was, it was between home and third. They were trying as they tagged him out. He tried to be clever and sneak into third, and he got beat by the throw and tagged out. Mm. Yeah, it was. From our point of view, it was great the way we d- we made the play develop. But from Blue Jays' point of view, it was horrendous. It was. Yeah. 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 Uh, so that was the first one in a week. Uh, yeah. So that, that that completed the sweep, actually. Um, the Blue Jays, a pretty good game overall from a Yankees perspective. Um, and then I think the next game is the one that, if I was watching it and not the other ones, would be the one where, if I was Jack, I'd be getting a bit upset. Yeah, yeah so it was the first game versus Athletics. Yeah. Yeah. Tyon just struggled, and he looks like he's struggling generally at the moment. Peralta looks, oh, he looks yeah. terrible. He looks like the guy that, he looks like his numbers when we signed him. We signed him and we all went, this guy's numbers don't look very interesting. <laughs> yeah. He actually did all right for some games he came in and then he's just regressed back to being the guy that he is, I think. I have to say, yeah. I mean, I, I haven't I haven't got to point, you know, I've generally fallen asleep before he's come into games, but yeah, he's... Um, the times I've seen him, he hasn't inspired confidence, let's put it that way. Yeah. Thankfully, Lucas Lickie came in and sort of stopped the bleeding a little yeah, bit. All, but... all whilst Mike Topman's robbing home runs and hitting home runs in San Francisco. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> he's got the speed, he's got the lefty bat, he's got, oh, we could be doing a bit of all of that. Yeah. If only we had a guy like, like that at the start just, of the season. It feels like you've just waved a picture of Brian Cashman in front of us and set yeah. fire to it. That's harsh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you guys know I'm not the biggest Cashman fan, so I never have been. Um, yeah, so unfortunately, we dropped the first one to Athletics. Um, I think pretty much comes down to the to the the pitching, as we said. We then moved on to um, the seven five win against Athletics. Which was Domingo Herman was pitching, wasn't particularly great. Um, but the bullpen came in and picked him up. I'm trying to think of this game, I did watch the highlights of this game in the morning. It was another one. We, we just we just ground out a victory for yeah, me. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? It was. It was just a bit of. It a... wasn't pretty, but it was effective. Yeah. Um, I'm on yeah. on the mound. I saw the result. Yeah, I I, I, I try to remember. I watched the highlights in the morning. And I can't even. I can't even think. It was only yesterday morning. That's <laughs> bad news. Yeah, Gio had a big hit in the eighth home run. That's to, right. To take the leads. And it was a game that we never, I didn't think we ever looked that... like really winning until we took Agreed. the lead. Yeah, was it, it was the one that Urshela got a bit of wood in his eye? A splinter yeah, yeah, in his he, eye yeah, after yeah, a broken bat or something. Then he came back out and was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, he, he had a sort of right. broken bat and the splinter somehow went into his eye because yeah. I died. just a sheer... Just a freak, luck, freak luck, accent, but, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just one of those games we just we never looked really threatening in the game. 
and then all of a sudden you sort of look up and you're we're leading the game. It's like, oh, uh, that sort of surprised me a little bit, but you'll take the wins any way you can, won't you, really? Uh, yeah. How they come. Yeah, I mean, the way things are just now, without a doubt. Um, Chapman gave up a run, actually, in the ninth. But he, he struck the last batter out on 103 point something. Fastest pitch in the MLB this year, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's his fastest since I think like 2018 or something like that. And yeah, he paid for it the next game, I think. He did the Houdini act, that's for sure. Yep, so we move on to final game in that series, a rubber game, which was um Jordan Montgomery. Is this a, this a triple play game? It was, yeah, yeah, another result, probably, that we ground out in that one. Oh, you're telling me that that was grinding out. I yeah. mean, there's no other way to describe a two-one win. Usually, that's just it's two runs on three hits. Yeah, yeah. You, you made the most of every every sort of opportunity that probably came your way in the game. And he was looking very shaky in the ninth because Chapman could, walked. Yeah, he couldn't throw Chapman a strike. Walked, yeah. he? Chapman walked two. He, didn't look to, again. They second down. and third. They had second and third, didn't they? We know out. No, first and second. Oh, first and second, sorry, with no one out, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, and then the guy comes up and hits it straight to Gio, who's virtually on the bag at third. That's right. Yeah, we'll take it. We'll take that. And then we obviously moved on to last night's game, um, which was against the Royals, first game of the Royals series. Um, We dropped this one 6-5. Yeah, certainly not a classic. Cole did all right. Um, Gave up a home run, but... He pitched through to the seventh, and then Lasaga has been absolutely brilliant this season. And then he just seemed to blow up last night. Um, gave up four runs pretty quickly on five hits, um, and didn't last very long at all. Um, Lucas Lickey came in again to pick up the to pick him up, but um, yeah, it was su- surprising because I'd actually made some notes. Um, I was reading an article about. Lasaga before the game, and I thought this is a good talking point for the the podcast. And it was saying that before this game, this this article was written, but Lasaga the one point six three ERA, seven wins, which is only behind Cole on the team. His whip was at zero point nine five, and up until that, he'd pitched eleven scoreless innings. So it just it just the guy was obviously the right guy to go to at the time. He he can't he seems like the right guy to go to, and it just. I don't know, it just fell apart for him. Well, you can have nights like that. And he's been great this season. You know, his yeah. velocity's up, you know, around 98, 99 right now. Um, last night just didn't work for him. I wonder but if I, he read I, the article before he played. <laughs> there was there was something interesting about the wires. That it wasn't in the game, but I read on Twitter today that he went to the, um, he, he'd done the Zoom call after the game. And he wasn't asked by any Yankees PR member to to go on that Zoom call. So he stepped up and he wanted to sort of front the media off his own back and sort Brilliant. of and sort of not explain what happens. Everyone knows what happened, but sort of but just take it on the chin and questions, say, yeah, yeah, fill the questions and stand up, which there's a lot about his character. And um I like the guy a lot. How he's ready to sort of shoulder any any issues that may come his way. He has been this season, been one of the brightest sparks this season when you look at it. I mean, 
we knew he was decent, but for what he's achieved this season, has been tremendous. He reminds me of um, Chad Green in 2017. Yeah. You didn't expect any much off him, and then he comes in and he just throws gas. He throws 99 miles an hour, gets yeah. people out, and just plugs. You can plug him in in any situation. He reminds me of Chad Green. The good thing is that obviously he's got three pitches as well, three top quality pitches, which is good for a, a reliever, obviously. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a shame we, we kind of dropped the game because we did, we got five runs on the board, um, but unfortunately still lost the game, which is frustrating um, from when you're kind of critical of the offence so often, they've actually put five runs on the board and, and get no pitching support. Is that even a thing? Do they call it that? No. But... They criticise the hitters for no run support with a pitcher. Does it go the other way around? When the hitters put five yeah. on the board and the pitchers give up six. Yeah. Let's start that now. But yeah, so a, a bit frustrating. Yeah, way, when... way to drown the Isaac. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I just say the like the guy too. I know. Um, yeah. Bastard. <laughs> Right, so let's look ahead. What's coming up? One more against the... Sorry, two more against the Royals. And then it's the Dirty Red Sox for three. Which is... is In Boston, Boston, yeah. yeah. And then we'll have two against the Angels, I think, before we come back. So it's that one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And is the Angels... At home, or is that away? Because normally, when we go to the Angels, Angels, because... Angels is in, in New York. <coughs> yeah. Okay. So we're up to Boston and back to New York. So we're not doing the West Coast trip just yet, then. Okay. Who's going first? Mark, you go first. So, Jack, so you don't need copy Jack this week. Okay. So two Royals, <laughs> two Royals, three Red Sox. How many Angels games? Two or so three? Seven or in one? total. Uh, seven in total. One, two. Yeah. Seven games in total. No, okay. wait a minute. Hang on a minute. One, two, three. Okay, I will go. I think we'll split against the uh, Royals from one and one. I've got a sneaking feeling we might come away with a two one in Boston. I don't see why not. Angels looking forward to the Angels. Because um, if that works out, we'll probably get Otani, won't we? Yes. So Otani's pitching tonight, so we'll get we'll meet Otani, which will be really good. I'll, I'll, I'll watch that one for sure. Nice. He's great. He's great. He's, he's unbelievable. He's fantastic. Did you, see, did you see his numbers last week? We had a home run, home run, home run, pitched six innings with one run ball or something, then two home runs, then another home run. You're like, yeah. In a week. I mean, in a week. There's us going on about, oh, we've had two triple plays in a week. And, uh, and Otani's like, hold my beer. <laughs> Brilliant. He's he's great. I was watching a game earlier this season, and um, he was opening the pitching, and he hit 101 in the bottom of the first, and he came up to bat. No, he came up to bat in the bottom of the first. So he pitched top of the first, and came up at the bottom of the first to bat, and he has cracked this enormous drive into centre field for a home run. It's like no yeah, other player in the world is doing this at the moment, pitching, no. pitching up 101 and then hitting a home run in the bottom of the same inning. So he's great. Um, so I'll go one and one there. So altogether, that makes four and three. Oh, Jack was going for four and three, I take it. I was going to go four and three, yeah. I think we're very much win one, lose one, that kind of state at the moment. So yeah. uh, let's go five and two then, why not? <laughs> you don't need to. Yeah, let's go five and two. I'll be robbed today. Okay. 
Love it. I'll be Kev. I'm going Captain <laughs> zero and seven. Neg again. <laughs> zero and seven. I'm not going that bad. I'm going three, four. I think I think Duffy, so we've got Duffy tonight and he's been brilliant on the mound all year. He's uh, injured. This is this is first game back since um since injury. He, he won't he won't go five, six innings. He'll probably only go three, four innings tonight. I think this he will, but I, back. I think he'll be fine and I think their ballpen's okay. So I still think we'll lose that game. We've got Tyon on the mound on the, the following day, and I'm not massively confident with that. So I think we lose both of those. I want to say we'll sweep the Red Sox, but the reality is it's a Sunday game. One of them's a Sunday game, so it starts at six o'clock. And therefore, we will lose it because they're the yes. ones that we're. It's easy to watch. Is that is that not an ESPN game? Uh, I don't know which when it's on, but yeah. no, 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 no. TBS. It is, it is a t- it's TBS. Six ten, yeah, yeah. So that I say it, because of that and that alone, when we get a, a UK friendly time this year, they play like garbage. So that's so true. Yeah. That'll that'll be a Except loss. Except we won two against the A's in the last. Yeah, we did Saturday yeah. Sunday. Were they reasonable time as well? Yeah, yeah. My problem is, uh, unlike you guys, I'm I'm either playing or or doing something on a Saturday or Sunday with playing baseball. So I tend to watch it as I'm going to bed, and then when I wake up in the morning, I I put on the last few innings. So, um, but yeah, um, and let's say if you got Herman on the mound, and he he team he teams seems to jump on the mound on a Sunday quite a lot, which which again means I'm not watching it. Um, but yeah, I think uh, the first two games against the Angels, uh, uh, that's a tough one to call. So I'll split that as well. So I'm going three, four. Uh, Come on, you've had all this I, time. Chop, chop. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to be Mr. Negative like like Chris. And don't think I'm positive enough to go with Jack. So I'm going to copy you, Mark, after slagging you for copying Oh, Jack wow. last week. So oh wow! I think four and three has to be. You couldn't even go two and five. I, no, I can't believe I'm not. I'm not going there. I, no, I should, I, but nah, nah. I, I think, I think there's, I think we could win four games for sure. Mister Negative worked for me last week. It's going to work for me again this <laughs> <Yes>. week. <laughs> Hopefully, crossed. now I've gone negative. We go seven and zero. Oh. That'll do me. Cool. Um, pretty much it wraps us up tonight I, I don't know if you guys managed to hear the the podcast m- myself and rob did with marty appel the other day oh yes man he i was... could have talked you could talk to that guy for days on end he, he just... was great yeah he, he reminded me very much of the bob kendrick interview we did it, 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 him and bob are the kind of guys you would just spend an evening with and just talk baseball baseball evening. encyclopedias kind of... yeah you know he's just the, the oracle and all things yankees his perspective from you know from being inside the organization was just brilliant to listen to and it's just ah, it's great i mean I, you could honestly do a series of them podcasts with him just ask him about different things and yeah i really enjoyed it he's a great guy to talk to and he's I, robert actually told us he joined the the facebook group as well which is pretty cool Fantastic. Um, yeah he does say quite a few times that he he does love the love the uk so uh, yeah we're very much appreciate him, but uh, so the, the things that uh, so I tweeted something about that having listened to it, I, I sort of shared it with everyone. But things like who came first, Yogi Bear or Yogi Berra? <laughs> I mean, I didn't know that. That's incredible. What, what knowledge to drop? Um, yeah, and, and uh, how much love did um, the boss have for Billy Martin that he, yeah, like arranged for him to be buried next to Babe Ruth? Babe Ruth what? Yeah. 
I mean, just, again, I didn't know that. I mean, I yeah. felt like I should have known that. Why don't I know that? But that is a kind of thing that probably doesn't get covered enough, but guys like that just know. I said to Rob afterwards, um, after Marty had to shoot off and we were just chatting after, I said, I would love to go to New York, go to a game with him and go for a beer with him. Just, you know, go and visit Yogi's Museum and do all that kind of stuff because you just know the guy would just love to give you all that kind of information as you were there. It would be brilliant. But yeah, it was fantastic. So really enjoyable. We got a good reaction to it as well from the guys that's listened so far. Um, uh, so, yeah. If you haven't listened to it, you need to. It's awesome. And I'm it not even on it. Yeah. <laughs> and on that note, we shall call, call it a night. Thanks very much for listening. Thanks to all the guys in the Facebook page for all your interactions, especially Jason Moody, who's always the first to comment. Um, we really appreciate it, guys. Anybody wants anything for us to talk about, please give us a shout. Um, but yeah, I think that's pretty much covered us for tonight. That's great. Good night, Good night, guys. Good night, guys. Good night. Cheers.